Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and I'm joined here with my co-host, partner, fiancé, and the abuela who helps run the lodge on the other side of the mountain, Kara Zelaya. I sure am. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. And we're after Thanksgiving at this point, so we are all Christmas, all the time, no ex- all in. No excuses. No excuses. Unless you don't celebrate Christmas. But, oh, that case. You know, we welcome all kinds. All kinds. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites, some of our not-so-favorites, and some other movies. For no reason <laughs> other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Kara, dear, what are we talking about this week? This week, for the first time ever, we have changed our schedule due to popular demand. Can't believe it. And are watching the newly released Netflix movie, Falling for Christmas, starring Lindsay Lohan as the titular Falling and Cord Overstreet as the titular Christmas. Oh, I thought you were going to say as the titular street. <laughs> no. I guess he's Christmas in this. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Now, obviously, neither of us had watched this movie. It did just come out, but we did watch the trailer. So we had a pretty good idea of what this movie was going to be about. A girl falls off the mountain, classically gets amnesia. Classic. And then Cordova Street would find her, and they fall in love. Double falling, falling in love, and falling off the mountain. Exactly. Do you want to go ahead and tell me some of your pre-movie thoughts? You know, I didn't have a lot, is the thing. Because <laughs> I saw this trailer, and they pretty much tell the whole story of the movie in the trailer. <laughs> and I thought, hey, my pre-movie thoughts are, neither of these actors look very good right now. <laughs> they were all sort of superficial thoughts of like, like yikes, what's going on with Cordover Street's jaw? Yeah. He's got that, like, HGH, like, square jaw that people in Hollywood get. Yeah. It's it's not looking good. It's a little upsetting. I thought that this would be just, like, your classic Netflix movie, Netflix Christmas movie. I didn't think it'd be very good. I didn't think it'd be very bad. I thought it was just going to be a movie, and boy, howdy, was I right. <laughs> you know, it's like what Harry Styles was saying. You know, it's really a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's he, a movie. You know, when Harry talks about film, he knows. He knows. He knows. But what about you? What did you think going into this one? So, of course, as you mentioned, we'd seen the trailer, so we had a strong sense of what we were signing up for. Mm-hmm. I cannot underline enough how many of you said we needed to watch this episode? It's it's pretty phenomenal. We had people in person being like, oh, are you going to watch uh, the Lindsay Lohan movie that's coming out? And we don't see people in person. Yeah. Like, famously, this is where we get all of our extra energy out is making this podcast. We had people DMing us. We had people adding us on Twitter. And we always encourage y'all to talk to us. And we do listen obviously hence why we're making this episode so we got to the point where we couldn't not make this episode because so many of you were asking for it and you have to go forth and be our ambassadors and push this to the top of the seo search for falling for christmas guys you you need to when people think of falling for christmas now they're going to think about 12 days pod yeah absolutely so i really thought that this movie would be laughably bad And I just wanted to point out that I was on Tumblr in the year of our Lord, 2009, Mm. and thus began my illustrious online career from my time on Tumblr. And I bring this up because 
On Tumblr in 2009, it was run by the Gleeks. Oh, no. Which is to say that I was a Gleek, which is to say that I watched the first three seasons of Glee religiously and then was like, well, this is all I can do. I think probably surprising to most people, I didn't watch Glee. (gasps) Maybe we'll watch the Christmas episode. (sighs) Oh my I, god! I don't vibe with Matthew Morrison. Oh well, no, 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 that's no, no, where, no one does. No, you know, and does. I know no one does, but like, I'm like, ah. Uh, but Darren I, Chris, I can see, I can go famously watch, half Asian. I can Darren go Chris. watch Star Kid stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, Homestead Among Us. I'll, that's where I'll get my Darren Chris fix, I guess. <laughs> well, so you know, my pre-movie thoughts were: I know who Cordova Street is, and as a millennial who fully plans to have a 1998 Parent Trap themed bachelorette party, I'm also familiar with Lindsay Lohan. And I wish nothing but well for either of them. I feel like she already had her, like, re-renaissance. With what? I don't know. Exactly. So she did it. I feel like she was in a bunch of stuff in, like, the early 2010s. What? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's why I said feel. That's why I said I feel like. Oh, you're right. And Christmas is about feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have evidence for things i said no i know and i love that about herbie you. fully loaded that probably came out some no, point no that was still oh, you're what was this movie about dear daniel i don't fucking know <laughs> just kidding i do i wrote down everything this movie's about i'm so excited so this movie stars Lindsay lohan as who sierra belmont what a name they should have gone with Sierra Mist and gotten a sponsorship. Oh, we, we just had Sierra Mist. I know, that's what I was going to say. We just so good. Sierra Mist for the first time in a decade and a half. Probably the last Lindsay Lohan movie we saw. <laughs> Sierra Mist, not sponsored, but, but could like, be. Could be. Sierra Mist is delicious, guys. Grab a cold Sierra Mist next time you can. You can get it at your local Culver's if mm. you're in the Midwest. That's where I got mine. It's a little bit more lemony than Sprite, yeah. which I was into. In almost more carbonated that might have been the culver's uh, soda fountain though who's to say who's to say anyway from the top this movie stars Lindsay lohan as sierra belmont which again that's like a ten dollar name right mm-hmm. there who is the spoiled daughter of a hotel resort owner classic classic her father wants to give her a cushy job at the resort and so she's been appointed as quote vice president of atmosphere Cool. At, at their main resort in Aspen, despite having no interest in the business. Mm-hmm. Typical Aspen. Yeah, no interest in Aspen. Yeah. While her father is away on business, Sierra and her influencer boyfriend, Tad, go... <laughs> Sorry, did you like how I said that name? I really chewed it. Tad. <laughs> I didn't realize his name was Tad. That's good. Yeah. So she and Tad go alone to the top of a mountain for a photo shoot where he proposes to her. Mm-hmm. And right after he proposes to her, a harsh and almost magical wind causes Sierra to lose balance. And she falls from the top of the mountain and is separated from Tad and hits her head on a tree. Yeah. So she goes falling down the mountain. And it is the worst special effects you've ever seen. And it's great. Yeah. So she gets knocked out and she's found by Jake Russell, played by Glee's own Cord Overstreet. Okay, Jake Russell's a hot name. Jake Russell's a good name. I have a question. Is Cord Overstreet really his name? Because that's like... I will do an aside right now while you continue this and look it up for fun facts and get you an answer. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. So she and Jake bumped into each other earlier at the hotel because he was there to try and make a pitch to her father to invest in his lodge on the other side of the mountain because mm-hmm. they're they're kind of running out of money. Mm-hmm. So Sierra's taken to the hospital and it turns out that she's lost her memory due to the accident 
and the hospital staff is unable to ID her properly. Jake offers to take her to his lodge called the North Star Lodge until she can remember who she is or someone comes to claim her, I guess. When she gets there, she meets Jake's daughter, Avi, and his mother-in-law, Alejandra, and we learn that the lodge is struggling to make ends meet and that Jake's wife's family used to run the lodge, but she died, and Jake is considering selling the lodge because of how much work and money it's costing him, and probably also just because of, like, you know, the emotional, traumatic attachment to this lodge that he seems to have. Sure. He just kind of wants a clean break. Sierra, who's now going by Sarah at this point because she can't remember her name, decides to help him and his family at the lodge in hopes of getting her memory back and just, like, doing normal things. But because she's never done anything for herself before, she's not very helpful. The The whole amnesia, <laughs> what she knows how to do, what she doesn't know, what her basic skills are, is kind of confusing to me. But, like, I'll get into that in a little bit. Sure. But she's not very helpful. Sierra, though, starts to bond with Jake and his family, especially Avi, as she finds out that Avi's mother died a couple years ago and she starts to make a connection with her because she remembers that she lost her mother when she was younger. This is one of my favorite tropes from these types of movie where it's like you need, it's very Disney, you mm-hmm. need a dead parent. Oh. You cannot empathize unless your parent's dead. Dead parent club. Yeah, dead parent club. Yeah. But the, her relationship with Abby starts to trigger a lot of her memories coming back. Mm-hmm. And after she learns how to like help out at the lodge a little bit more, Sierra starts to adjust to this normal life a bit. And her memory starts to come back in little bits and pieces. And as the hotel is struggling to like come up with money or book people, Sierra comes up with a, the idea of having a party to raise funds for the hotel, even though Jake is hesitant to ask for help. It seems like everyone in this community... Typical man. Truly. It seems like everyone in this community really likes Jake and he's, you know, we see him giving back to the community and hosting events and helping people out. And he just does a lot of like free labor for folks. Yeah. And uh, everyone loves him. for Everyone it. loves him. And he's he, a good Samaritan. But good Samaritanness doesn't always pay the bills. It sure doesn't. No. Meanwhile, Tad is lost <laughs> in the woods. This is a great little subplot. Tad gets lost in the woods because he doesn't know how to get back to where he was, apparently, from the beginning of the movie. You know what Tad has? He has that, like, energy of a, like, side Pixar character that gets a lot of shorts. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Mater. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is like Mater. Yeah. From Toe Mater, from the exceptional Cars trilogy, of which I cannot say enough good things. Have you seen any of the Cars movies? Yes. One time you weren't here and I live tweeted the Cars trilogy. Oh, yeah. I do remember that you did that. I've only seen the first one. Oh, you're missing out if you're not watching the third one. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I think it's Tomater who says, is the Pope Mobile Catholic? And I cackled to myself for 15 minutes. That's pretty good. It's good. It's a pretty good joke. Anyway, so Tad gets lost in the woods, and he finds shelter with this guy named Ralph. It's just a guy. That's your nephew. Ralph, yeah. My dog, my brother's dog, Ralph. (laughs) Ralphie. But this is just a guy who's just, like, got an ice fishing house and is, I guess, a poacher? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They sort of of touch on the fact that he's, like, illegally hunting game in the woods. Yeah, not great no but he and tad venture to town on foot because his car breaks down 
And while this is happening at the Belmont Hotel, which is like the fancy hotel, the staff just don't think to look for Sierra and Tad for like four days because they assume they're away on a trip. And I guess I guess she didn't bring her phone with her. And so after four days, Sierra's dad returns from his trip where he finds out the Sierra is missing. And immediately he's like, OK, this is not right. And he informs the sheriff who had just gotten Tad and Ralph from the woods. He had picked them up. And he knows exactly where Sierra is because he's the one that was with Jake when they decided Jake would take her to the lodge. And so jump over to the party that's going on or the North Star Lodge. Jake is having a good time. Everyone's doing well. And you start to see people donating money to Jake's lodge. Yeah. And they name it a historical site. Yeah. And the town comes together in their support. And before Jake can thank Sierra when he goes up to like thank everyone. Tad and her father rush in, and they're like, Sierra, we found you. Oh, my God. And everybody's like, who's this? And it's like, my fiance. And he's like, what? And she's like, what? She's like, oh, my gosh. Wait, Tad? Oh, I can't believe it. And her memory is restored. Then on Christmas Day, she's back at home in her her hotel, and she's waking up early and doing her own chores. And everyone's kind of like, what's going on? What happened to you? Why are you acting like this? And she's like, I don't know. This is just what I li- what I do now. This is who I am. Yeah. And so Sierra decides to turn her dad's job offer down because she wants to do things for herself and kind of become her own person. Can we touch on the fact that her dad is actually like good yeah that's in my notes but like her dad is like this rich guy that runs all these hotels but he and his daughter have like a really good relationship and he seems like a good dad he doesn't seem like he's extravagantly spoiling her beyond the Mm -mm. fact that he's wealthy yeah just like he has the means to help her yeah and And he wants her to have a job so he makes a job for her but she's also i don't know we don't get that much of her being that spoiled and entitled because she never wants to take him up on that job even when she's very wealthy and rich and hasn't gotten amnesia she's like i kind of want to do my own thing Mm -hmm. yeah and she's like worried about telling her dad at the beginning about it but at the end she's just like i don't want this and he's like that's okay she's not a narcissist pre-amnesia she's spoiled yeah but she's not evil no no not by any means they paint rich people very nicely in this movie (laughs) and so she tells her father that she doesn't want this job and her father's like you know i just want you to be happy and do your own thing and i'm always here to support you no matter what and at the same time, Abby reveals that to Jake that her Christmas wish was for him to find love and to be happy. And he convinces she convinces him to seek out Sierra. Realizing that she fell in love with Jake, Sierra breaks off her engagement with Tad. And shortly after, Jake confesses his love to her. Did we talk about the fact that Abby was in In the Heights? We did not talk about that. I assumed that would be a fun fact section. <laughs> it's not in my fun facts. Oh. She's in In the Heights. Oh, yeah. Abby's one of the little girls in In the Heights. Yeah. I think she's Usnavi's daughter or yeah, something. Yeah, she is. <laughs> anyway. Spoilers for In the Heights. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, there is a cute biracial, ambiguously... <laughs> Dominican, maybe? Yeah. Kid in this movie. <laughs> So that's how you know it's a Netflix movie. Uh, Sierra also decides after they confess their love for each other that she's going to go back and help Jake run the North Star Lodge. Especially when she finds out that it's sold out for the season after she told the press that that's the lodge that took care of her. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're the lodge that housed Sierra Belmont. You're famous. And so her father believes he owes Jake a debt of gratitude for finding Sierra and taking care of her. So he decides to invest in the North Star Lodge eventually as well. 
And that's sort of how the movie ends. And they end with a happy Christmas all together. Tad's fine too. He goes off with someone someone, (laughs) and he seems happy. Everybody's good. That's the movie. Pretty straightforward. (laughs) Nothing, nothing to write home about, I guess. But why don't you, why don't you dive into your notes on this? What did, what happened? What did you think about this movie? I have a lot of notes about this movie. Okay. The main one being that if you think that this movie is that bad, you're weak and you haven't been exposed to actually really bad movies. Yeah. I feel like a veteran of bad movies at this point. And I also off season watch a lot of Netflix original content content. Yeah. For more of my thoughts on that, you could go to letterbox.com slash because during the summer... I'm out here watching Falling in Wine or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wine. Love was... and Gelato. <laughs> no, that was a different one. Falling in Wine was the one in Australia. I watch a lot of these movies yeah. because to me, it a moth to a flame. This movie is not that bad. Like, I was watching the commentary on Twitter.com and I'm like, y'all film critics, y'all don't know where I've been. Y'all don't know what I've seen. They're not in the trenches with us. They're not. They are weak deck the halls was my vietnam <laughs> and <laughs> All right. i've lived i've lived a very privileged life and deck the halls is among the worst things that has ever happened to okay me. i just want to point out you used to have to have a bodyguard walk you to and from your house in honduras yeah that is correct so like <laughs> you have and you haven't you know <laughs> the yin and the yang the light and the dark yeah did i have guard dogs growing up yeah i did whomst among us this movie's not that bad y'all need to toughen up it's not that bad if y'all want to see some bad bad movies i dare you to delve into the home movie quality series of films that are available in the depths of hulu.com and amazon.com you and i play this game often where we'll just scroll through the christmas movies specifically on hulu and amazon and see what you can find And I guess you can just upload anything to these streaming services because there are some wild things to be found there. Yeah, it's weird. It's odd. You can just like probably pay a fee and be like, (laughs) this is my movie. There you go. It's $100. We did have your uncle over Thanksgiving break tell us that we needed to record the podcast and just upload it. That, That was the next frontier, like video record. And both of us were like... No. I mean, I understand the video podcast medium yeah. being a thing people like. Sure. But that's for people with production budgets <laughs> and for people with cameras. <laughs> Until then, I will tweet some examples of these actually bad movies for all of you to be aware of them because we scroll by them sometimes and you should too. So those are really the bulk of my notes because I'm like, is this movie good? No. Are Lindsay Lohan's outfits ridiculous? Yes. Is wannabe Keanu Reeves tad wild and ridiculous? Yes. Are the performances good? No. Is anyone's face anatomically regular? No. No. And it's not that bad. It's actually pretty hard to make bad movies. (laughs) There. I said it. It is. It's an art form. And this is, if this is your gateway drug into the bad Christmas movie Genre. Genre. Welcome aboard. I'd love to have you. I'm not here to gatekeep girl boss gaslight. Please join us. But this movie's not that bad. In fact, I might watch it again. Wow. Wow. What did you think? 
I wish that this movie was either worse, Mm -hmm. better, funnier, or anything. You know, I watched this movie and you kept being like, is this good? (laughs) You're like, this isn't that bad. Yes, to all of those answers. There was nothing about this movie that was original. (laughs) You had a much more adverse reaction to the original Christmas Prince. I did, yeah. I, I thought you were having a stroke when we watched the original Christmas Prince. Okay, that's that's true because I thought the way that that movie was hyped up, I thought that that was going to be like an actually good movie or interesting <laughs> or well-filmed or have anyone with any chemistry in you it. You thought it was going to be Klaus. I thought, yeah. But at, like live action. And uh, you know what? I've learned. I've learned my lesson, <laughs> which is why I probably like the, the Princess Switch, yeah. which is why... I tolerated this movie. Yeah. And the second Christmas Prince. Yeah. I, I still... Uh, the, the first one of Christmas Prince has left such a yucky taste in my mouth. Yucky. It's so yucky. If you didn't tell me Netflix made this and you were like, this is a Hallmark movie, I'd be like, okay. However, if this movie was released in theaters, I think I'd have a pretty adverse reaction to it. Oh, like if, if, I, had if to, I had to pay for this. <laughs> like if I had to go sit in the dark... And wear a mask. No one would be in it here. And have some teenagers scan my AMC movie pass. And like to consider Nicole Kidman opening for this movie is an never, actual crime. Never. It's she an never actual would. crime. The thing is, is like, I wish it was like comically funny, like so bad that it was yeah. funny. And it wasn't. And people acted like it was. People were like in the streets with pitchforks being like, cinema's dead. I mean, they do that every two months. I know. Well, Glass Onion just came out, so that's why they're doing it. Because yeah. everyone hates Ryan Johnson because he ruined Star oh Wars. Oh my god, Glass Onion's so good. Everyone's this is this moron. is a pro Last Jedi podcast. Yes, one of the best Star Wars movies. Correct. And if you're not on that, I don't know what you're doing here. Ryan Johnson liked one of my tweets. I can't remember which one it was, but he did. Also, I would argue Knives Out is a is a Halloween fall movie. It is one of my all time favorite movies. It's a great movie. We That's love a great Ryan. movie. I love that movie. I love. And that. we know he's listening. Yeah. Ryan, what's up? What's up? You want to be Pokemon Go friends? I know you're playing. (laughs) I see you posting about it all the time. Anyway, Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet had pretty good chemistry in this movie, I thought. Mm -hmm. Confusingly. Yeah. They, I'll say it, they had more, more chemistry than Ben Lamb and Rose McIver do. Who's that? The Christmas Prince and Princess. Oh. I was surprised by that. They're not good at acting. His name's Ben Lamb? Yeah. I think as the movie goes along, they get better. Mm Mm-hmm. But the amnesia acting from Lindsay is rough. It's pretty rough. It's rough. It's not good. This is also one of my main complaints of recent movies, which is like, look, guys, I'm obsessed with my skin and skincare and everything. Do you? Who am I to tell you what to do? But if you're an actor and you're getting so much Botox and filler that you literally cannot have expressions on your face anymore, it's a problem. Like, I need you to be able to frown. I need you to be able to showcase emotions on your face. That was that was part of it. Like, her face was pretty heavily Botoxed. And, you, and like, the first half of the movie, it was like, oh, sh- this is fresh. Yeah, like, she got that, you know, like, it, it hit. It's, it's, it's peak frozen. And you're an actress. Can you schedule it so that when you're shooting, you have your normal face back? Please. Yeah. Please. Please. And then my last note is Netflix has this thing they do. Where there is a man who's there to represent Santa <laughs> and the like whims and secrets of Christmas. Yeah. Especially in the live actions. The Christmas Switch has this character. The Princess Switch has this character I as well. I think it's because they're all in the same cinematic universe. Well, I know that 
Princess Christmas Switch and... <laughs> Princess Christmas Switch. Yeah. Prince. Switch Prince. Those are definitely in the same universe. I this don't... One, this one has to be. I guess. But they're in America. It's different. I'll I'll get to the fun facts and let you know yeah. about this. Um, but there's a weird old creepy Santa man who doesn't look like Santa. He looks like just an old man with like a beard and very big eyes. I think there's a way that you could edit this movie that he was responsible for Lindsay Lohan getting amnesia. Mm. Like he like pushed her. <laughs> like I'm he's he's not there, but like you could you could be like he's the one who like made the wind blow that pushed her over. You could figure out a I way to edit that. I could see that, yeah. I could and anyway, that. Netflix, enough of the creepy old men being Santa figures. That's my that's my note. But I just wish it was funnier. I yeah. thought I, I wish I, I wish I laughed ever in this movie. I laughed with you, but if I was watching this on my own, I think I would just. It's no Cars three. It's not a Cars three. No one says kachow once. <laughs> Zero kachows out of twelve. Guys, you need to watch Cars three. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> the Cars three Nissans. Yeah. Anyway, that's my notes. Why don't you tell us about some fun facts about this movie? All right. So I'm going to go into a subsection following through on my promise of our fun facts called the chord overstreet of it all. Let's hit that chord. Welcome back, everybody, to Let's Hit That Chord. So Chord Paul Overstreet was born on February 17th, 1989. And yes, that is his full birth name cord paul overstreet he is best known for his role as sam evans on the fox television series glee from 2009 to 2015 huh he has starred in the apple tv plus comedy series acapulco since 2021 oh after signing to safe house records he began a career as a solo musician artist you know who he looks like he looks like if shaggy from scooby-doo was a was like a real human yeah, I could see that. So he was born in Nashville, and his mother was a hairdresser, and his father was a country music singer-songwriter, Paul Overstreet. He has an older brother named Nash. Wow. Who plays guitar in the band Hot Shelly Ray. I feel like I know who Hot Shelly Ray is. Well, they're around. He has an older sister named Summer and three younger sisters, Harmony, Sky, and Charity. So if you think Cord Overstreet's a weird name... Just realize that there's someone called Harmony Overstreet out there. He was named after the musical term. Court. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. In the subsection of his Wikipedia titled Personal Life. We're still going on court, huh? Yes, this is a special segment. All right. <laughs> this is my last thing. Okay. There's only one thing in his personal life section. Is it he has a dog named Scout? No, it's honestly better. Overstreet dated British actress Emma Watson. Wow. In good 2018. For him. Yeah, good get. Yeah. Like, good in for 2018? Him. In 2018. Wow. She was busy then. I know. And that is everything for today's segment of What's the Chord? Yeah. Beep, beep. Now back to your regularly scheduled fun facts section. I'm not editing this episode, <laughs> and so I am fascinated to know what you keep in here fans of lohan may notice a mean girl's easter egg almost immediately in falling for christmas when sierra and tad are in the car on their way to a snowy destination the song jingle bell rock comes on the radio and she sings it beat for beat exactly as she does in the classic mean girls 
scene. 2004's Mean Girls. 2004's Mean Girls. A Christmas movie? In an interview with Vogue, Lohan was asked what drew her to the movie and the role of Sierra Belmont. As it turns out, she did it just because she'd never done a Christmas movie before. Okay, so I guess Mean Girls is not a Christmas movie. Well, I guess, yeah, Lindsay would know. Uh, Lindsay was originally the only big name attached to the movie, but it turns out that she actually wasn't the only big name because Falling for Christmas was directed by Janine Damien, the same name behind A Princess for Christmas, The Christmas Waltz, A Crown for Christmas, and more. Sorry, where was the big name in there? I didn't... (laughs) How dare you? Come for Janine Damien. She is a prolific, or he or they, is a prolific (laughs) film director. Falling for Christmas was also executive produced by Brad Crevoy and Amanda Phillips. The same names behind the A Christmas Prince trilogy and the Princess Switch trilogy. So I do think they all exist in the same cinematic universe. And I'm also really excited for the Falling for Christmas trilogy. How? How could there be a trilogy? How are they... there's another Christmas switch. I know. Switched it's like ag- switched again, and there's like three of them or something. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. There's monarchy involved in that. It's different. There's royalty. There's, oh, I guess, there's yeah. Stakes. The other two, yeah. This one is just like, hi, I'm Cord Overstreet. Here's my inn. Maybe they honeymoon at the end. Maybe they get married. Maybe they have a kid. Maybe they're trying to save the town. Maybe there's a natural disaster. I could write six or seven plots for, for sequels for Falling for Christmas. And I will, Janine. I will, Janine. Call me. I'm available everywhere. At Carazalaya, everywhere. I even got a mastodon. Okay? You can find me. While Overstreet went on to play Sierra's love interest, he was first thinking about playing one of the more iconic Christmas movie characters, Tad Fairchild. Overstreet told E, initially they wanted me to play the fiancé with the English accent. However, Overstreet wasn't confident that his English accent was good enough. And that's why he opted for Jake instead. These facts that you're reading these notes that you're reading one of the more iconic christmas characters tad listen i'm quoting known outlet e news e exclamation point you didn't even know his name was tad and my last fun fact is the cast and crew got really close during the filming of the movie while talking to E, Overstreet said that the group was so comfortable with each other that a food fight broke out on set and the food fight wasn't scripted, but parts of it did end up making the movie. There was a food fight in this movie? I think so. That's what my fun facts and my sources at E said. <laughs> I feel like the more I talk to you about this movie, the more you hate it. Like, you actually were fine with it, but now you're like, fuck this movie. You're right. I think it's true. I think my opinion of this movie was higher before we started learning about it. I, I think the more I hear... <laughs> I think the thing is that every source for your fun fact was from the same E interview. No, with that's Cord incorrect. I, at the beginning, I didn't cite it, but at the beginning, Lindsay Lohan talked to Vogue about wanting to do a Christmas movie. Oh, sorry. Two interviews then. <laughs> One was with Lindsay and Vogue. The other was. I also got some fun facts from IMDb. This is more sources than I usually get. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, I did research. And and of course the Wikipedia article about Cordova yeah. Street. Which has a multiple sources. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You remember what happens. I do research. We can't let this movie pull us apart. Uh, that's not what Cord and Lindsay would want. And that's the end of my fun facts. 
La 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 la. Hey. Stop. <laughs> Alrighty. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how would you rate Falling for Christmas? I'm going to give this three French hens. Three? Yeah. Three? It was at four calling birds before the facts, I won't lie. <laughs> I was going to be at four calling birds, and it did go down. Because I don't remember there being a food fight, and I don't... We'll call it a three and a half. so mad about the fun facts. I'm not mad about them. I'm just... I just had questions. That's all. I always have questions about the fun facts. Mm -hmm. You do. That's the thing. Yeah. That's my job is you give the fun facts and I respond to them. (laughs) Yeah. Much like I give the recap and and you make make jokes during that. (laughs) It's give and take, baby. All about the bits. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to give this like, yeah, it's like a three and a half, four, four calling birds, three French hens, one of those two. I didn't hate this movie. The movie's fine. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody acts very well in this. I didn't like the creepy Santa man. <laughs> I did like the little Mean Girls reference that she did in it. That was kind of fun. And now you know so much about Cordover Street. I, I literally <laughs> already forgot everything about it. Except for Harmony. Harmony Overstreet. That poor, poor person. And his brother is in a band that maybe you've heard of. Hot Chelly Ray. Yeah, that feels like they probably had a one hit that went off really well what are you rating this movie i'm rating it five golden rings five golden rings yeah i mean i was going gonna do a 10 but i feel like i'm gonna do half of what my normal ranking is sorry (laughs) do you remember what i gave a christmas prince i assume it was a 12 or an 11 it was high yeah this year you gave christmas prince a 10 i don't know what you gave it last year yeah very high i'm sure yeah i'm gonna give it five golden rings in the hopes that there is a trilogy on which we can build and better and grow much like i have that wish for everyone trying new ventures during the christmas season i understand and you know here's the thing with my ranking of this it's it does not pass the is it better than a christmas switch bar for me Mm. you know that's my bar for these netflix movies is while yours is a christmas prince yes mine is the princess switch yeah and i and i think that's fair we are at the point of making this is our 40th episode so many episodes that words like christmas princess and switch just like uh it means nothing to me vanessa hudgens <laughs> no one in this movie was vanessa hudgens you went vanessa hudgens yeah what of it <laughs> <laughs> all right you're giving it a three i'm giving it a five yeah and that's what we've got that's i think that those are those are totally fine Thank you so much for listening. We're only 23 days away from Christmas. Yikes. And we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends. DM it to them. Talk to them about it. Bring it up. Talk about us all the time. Make our ears burn. Join us next week as we watch the sequel to another net... God damn it. Are we really doing this next week? We sure are. Another Netflix smash... The Princess Switch switched again. None of these words mean anything to me anymore. (laughs) Next week, when we release this episode, and I call it the Christmas Switch Prince Switching Princesses several times, just know that it's the Vanessa Hudgens one. It's going to get confusing because I do know that the Christmas Prince cast is in this movie. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.